Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee, and today's piece is called How to Be Happy, Seven Animal Habits, and this is your Sunday morning thought piece. I'm as guilty of this as anyone, but many of us make life more difficult than it needs to be. Achieving basic happiness, or at least avoiding what depresses us, might actually be quite simple. When I was a young man, I was chronically ambitious. I would lie in bed as a student, dreaming about my future, making Faustian pacts, yet nothing would satisfy me. You could have offered me fame, glory, wealth, the keys to the city and more, and it would not have been enough. I wanted everything. And when we discussed our futures, my friend Gideon, gifted and competent, but not remotely ambitious, would always say, I just want to be happy. And I thought that was loser talk. But looking back, he was probably right. How often do you watch a film or a show because somebody was raving about it for it to turn out to be nothing like as good as you were hoping? You end up disappointed. But if you saw the same film with no or low expectations and it's pretty good, you might walk away feeling quite elated. Life is similar. If reality comes in below expectation, then we end up disappointed. If it comes in above expectation, then we end up happy. Hence this useful formula. If reality is greater than expectation, that equals happiness. If expectation is greater than reality, that equals unhappiness. By this formula then, to achieve happiness, you should simply lower your expectations. And there is a lot to be said for that. But then there is also a lot to be said for ambition and optimism, which the mindset of low expectation negates. Ultimately, this way of thinking boils down to perception. Your life is no different. It's the same film. It's just a matter of how you look at it. Thus, should we practice gratitude. Nevertheless, I'm not sure perennially low expectation is a way to live. Despite what we may think of ourselves, no matter how cultured we are, when all is said and done, we are animals. If you keep a dog, you will know that to be happy, a dog needs plenty of outdoor exercise and fresh air, regular and proper food, sleep, love and company. Absent any of these and the animal quickly becomes depressed. Human beings are the same. We have certain basic needs without which we end up depressed. The cause of depression is often, not always, the absence of one of these basics. With that in mind, here are seven animal essentials we all need to be happy. If you are depressed, it's not unlikely one of these things is missing in your life. Get it back and you might find other things fall into place. The problem with depression is that you lose the motivation to do so. I'm not saying you can't be depressed or unhappy if you have all of these things. You can, but a lot of the time the cause is that one of these is absent. Get it back in your life and you will find your depression sorts itself out. 1. The Sun The Sun is the giver of all life on Earth, the source of all energy, of light, heat and gravity. Most of us do not get enough of it. We spend too much time indoors under artificial lights. The darker your skin, the more sun you need. And the sun can be harder to come by in um, cold and northern European climes. But you need sun, whether you're light or dark. Our ancestors spent most of the day outdoors. 
When the opportunity presents itself, get plenty of sun all over your body. We need sun. Only use enough sunblock to prevent burning and as soon as you can, wean yourself off. A close family member got herself into the most terrible depressed state last winter and I'm convinced it's because she didn't see sunlight for months, instead lying in bed all day watching crap on her phone. It's no accident the sun is often depicted with a smile on his face. Get more sun. Two, water. It's as basic a requirement as the sun, yet most of us don't drink enough. Got a bit of a headache, constipated, feeling stiff, allergic, lethargic, hungry when you know you're not? Drink a large glass of water. Just under a pint should do it. That would be a pound of water, roughly half a litre. You'll be amazed how many niggles it clears up. A large glass of water should be the first thing you drink every morning when you wake up. And don't drink it cold. Drink it at room temperature or just below. Three, food. Two meals a day is plenty. Avoid snacks. Don't eat crappy processed food. Avoid seed oils and ingredients, the names of which you don't understand. Use simple foods, meat, fish, veg, fruit, close to their naturally occurring state, i.e. unprocessed. Spend time preparing food, ideally eat with other people. Eating should be a shared communal activity. Regular eating times, routines are good. And say grace before you eat. It focuses the table, it unifies the group, it expresses gratitude, it helps mark where you are and grounds you. doesn't matter if you don't believe in God, saying grace is still a good ritual. Also, rather than eat crap on the run, skip meals. Fasting is good. If you're overweight and want to lose weight fast, the 5-2 diet works. And most importantly, it is sustainable. But the basic rule is eat regular healthy meals and don't eat crap. Four, exercise. Get plenty of it. I'm convinced exerting yourself and getting your heart pumping cures depression. Walk, swim, run, cycle, go to the gym, play football, play tennis, lift weights, do hit high intensity training, ski, do yoga. It's all good. Do as much as possible outside so you get sun and fresh air and drink plenty of water afterwards. Five, air. As basic as food, water and sun, get plenty of fresh air. Sea and countryside air is better than city. Park air is better than busy street air. Plenty of exercise will get you breathing properly. Breathe deep. Breathing exercises are good, though most of us can't be bothered. Six, sleep. Get plenty of sleep too. Don't deprive yourself. We need sleep. The body and mind replenish during sleep. I have many of my best ideas when I'm asleep. I often solve problems in my sleep. It's because the mind carries on working at stuff you've been thinking about in the day. Alcohol and drugs affect sleep badly. I drink too much. Most of us do. Try to avoid drinking at home. Fasting is good as if nothing else it stops you drinking. Thus, fasting improves the quality of your sleep. There's nothing wrong with going to bed early. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep and that's when the demons come to visit. The best cure for that is plenty of exercise earlier in the day so you don't go to sleep tired. Don't drink caffeine or orange juice after 6pm. Don't eat too heavily late at night. Don't shower or bathe just before bed. It will wake you up. Reading helps you get to sleep quickly too. Don't look at your phone, computer, TV or iPad for at least an hour before bed. The blue light wakes you up. Seven, companionship. Animals, for the most part, are social. Humans certainly are. I'm an only child and quite a solitary person, but I still need the company of others, be they friend or family. We all do. Nature designed humans to live in families, large ones. 
Unfortunately, the modern world, in particular the big state, is destroying that. The state destroys family by eroding its responsibility. For me, that's a major factor in the decline of the West. But that is an issue for another day. It's not always possible, but try to live in as big a family unit as possible. The Asians have it right. Your family knows you better than anyone. They know what's good for you and what is not. They monitor you. Humans are happier in family units. Their roles are more clearly defined. Find a partner to share your life with, someone with plenty of shared loves and interests. Don't burden them with unreasonable expectations. The waitress test is good. If you have a really bad experience in a restaurant, watch how they treat the waiter or waitress because that is how they will treat you when things get bad. Do you want that? We need friends almost as much as family. They're the next best thing and they make a good substitute in the absence of family. Surround yourself with good people and people you think are good for you. Hang out with bums and lowlifes and you will become a bum and a lowlife. Most of the above you have some control over, but so much of what happens in your life is beyond your control. You can't control who your parents are, at what point in history you were born or where, what is going on geopolitically around you. As Malcolm Gladwell observes in Outliers, the story of success, neither Bill Gates nor Steve Jobs would have been the man, the men they were, if they'd been born a couple of years earlier or later. There was a cluster of computer geniuses who were all born within one year time frame that meant they were coming of age at just the point computers were taking off. Your health is not always within your control, but you can affect it by eating, sleeping, drinking and exercising well and getting plenty of sun. If you're at school, university or work in a large uh, in establishment, you cannot control what is happening around you there. Um, similarly, if you're a freelancer, uh, you can't control what's happening in the broader workplace or the economy. You can only position yourself for it. Any stock trader would tell you you can't control markets, only react to them. The loss of a loved one, natural disasters, unforeseen catastrophic events catastrophic events, the talents bestowed on you, there is so much you have no control over. With that in mind, my daughter and I put this graph of life together and uh, you can see the picture in the article, the black line is your life, beneath the black line is stuff you can control, above it is stuff you can't. And I'm minded of the great line from J.R.R. Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring, I wish it need not have happened in my lifetime, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. You can work hard, position yourself, play your hand well, make good decisions, but so much of what happens in life you have no control over. I gather a standard sports psychology, something Sven Joran Eriksson used to bang on about, is to only worry about what you can affect. The animal habits outlined above, you can, for the most part, companionship is harder, effect. This is obviously a huge subject and one I'll return to, but I think I've banged on enough for one day. When I was in my 20s, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, my father always used to say, there are only two things that matter, who you love and what you love, by which he meant your work. Work, tradition, prayer uh, and spirituality and their relationship with happiness are things I'd like to explore in another post but we have enough for now thank you very much for listening um, 
please subscribe to the podcast, to the Substack. I'll be back with another podcast very soon. And if you are in London on September the 28th or 29th, my lecture with Funny Bits, How Heavy, about the history of weights and measures is coming to the Museum of Comedy. It's a 7 to 8 p.m. show, so you can come along and go out for the for dinner afterwards. And it, uh, the, the, the lecture will give your evening a great intellectual foundation. You can buy tickets. Uh, there's a link in the... Um, at the bottom of the article and this is a very interesting subject effectively how you perceive the world and uh, i hope to see you there cheerio